Well then, what sort of message should we take away from Luke's Gospel reading this morning? Is it something just as simple as no good deed goes unpunished? Is there more? Well, let's explore a little bit more deeply. Just like so many of the characters that are mentioned in the Bible stories, we do not know this woman's name. And in fact, she is only mentioned in the Gospel of Luke. But her ailment is described in some detail. She has been crippled for 18 long years, and that's probably half of her life or more. That prevents her from standing up straight like normal people. Imagine her pain and humiliation that she must have faced each and every day. Her worldview is what she's able to see on the ground right in front of her. She can recognize friends only by turning her head to the side or out of the corner of her eye. But throughout her affliction, she has remained faithful and visits the synagogue very often. Now, on this particular Sabbath, she hurries, for she has been, she's heard about a new teacher that's come to town, a young rabbi who has a special aura about him, and people say that he has been known as a source of miraculous healings. When she arrives at the temple, he's not hard to find because he's surrounded by a large crowd listening to his words as he calls for repentance and declares the coming of a new kingdom. Eventually, she's able to make her way to the front of the listeners where our Lord sees her. He pauses his message and calls her to him. And moved to pity, he lays his hands upon her and says, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. And immediately she was without pain. She was able to stand up straight and began praising God. No doubt, many of the witnesses were amazed. But, of course, not everyone was impressed. As a matter of fact, the leader of that synagogue was absolutely indignant. He believes that Jesus has broken the law by performing an act of healing on the Sabbath. Our Lord, of course, is not intimidated and calls the man a hypocrite, pointing out many small acts are performed on the Sabbath that could be considered active labor and have far lesser value than curing the health of this daughter of Abraham. This passage would seem to illustrate a challenge to any who may have settled in some narrow interpretation of scripture or some fixed theological position, most especially to those who are unwilling to consider views other than their own. The gospel's central issue might seem to focus on the application of Sabbath rules and specifically whether it is forbidden to heal on the seventh day. A little research shows ancient restrictions did not include a complete ban on all forms of work on the Sabbath. 
For example, acting to save a life was permitted. Could curing the woman who had a crippling disease that would certainly shorten her life have been understood as an acceptable form of work? But even this seems like more of a technicality than an insight into a true gospel message. The real issue here is the struggle between power and control. The synagogue leader tries to use Sabbath rules to discredit Jesus, ignoring the good that he has done. He tries to use the power of his position to interpret laws in an effort to control that crowd and loudly insist that Jesus was wrong and not waiting for another day to cure the diseased woman. It seems understandable that the synagogue leader would feel threatened, that he might lose some of his respect or control over the crowd. His power might somehow be diminished. His self-serving interpretation of the law was in reality just an attempt to control Jesus. He totally ignored any benefit to that previously handicapped woman. Today's gospel clearly shows us the tendency for our human nature to resort to methods of power and control to achieve what an individual with power wants or what he or she feels is needed. Examples of the employment of power and control have been apparent throughout human history. These methods are continually employed in our world today and are active all around us. We see them in use by corporate executives and political party leaders. Matter of fact, you could probably make up your own list of those who may have used their power in some way or another and attempted to control the thoughts and actions of you and those people around you. But Jesus has shown us a better way to use power. Acting out of compassion for the suffering of the crippled woman, he employs the greatest power in the universe. He used that power the power of love, not to control, as he surely could have, but only to help and to heal, to give life. He also used that power to unlock the godly love that dwells within each one of us. If we choose to use our power we can use it not only in following Christ, but our love can also be so easily expressed in sharing and with caring for all of those around us 